This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Freddie and Harry. Freddie and Harry. I said I saw Freddie call the Harry Dunn. I said that's Freddie and Harry. Greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters, and welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Got my man, Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app. Serious XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Brother Harry Douglas on this Reggae Monday. How are you doing? Freddie Coleman, I am doing very, very well today. My Louisville Cardinals went down to Miami. They went down to South Beach. They took their talents down there. And we needed that win to be able to be able to clinch an ASC championship berth. Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. Damn it, that's what we did, Freddie. We went down there in Miami. We went and stomped in. We went inside their house Uh with our muddy shoes on. You know it rains sporadically (laughs) down there. Our muddy shoes on. Sand. I would say sandy shoes, not muddy. Sandy shoes. Okay. And walked on their carpet, Uh tracked it everywhere. Look at you. And now we have a a playoff, uh, excuse me, a, a, a ACC championship berth uh-huh. to the ACC championship game versus the Florida State Seminoles, uh-huh. in which my brother okay. attended that university. Uh-huh. So you know it's family friction. It's all it's family friction right now in the Douglas week. household. During Thanksgiving week, no less. My, my bigger question is: Are you going to be there in the Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina, when your Cardinals take on your brother, Sorla State? Oh, 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 oh Knowles on Saturday. ACC championship game. Freddie, I have just found a way, right? Okay. Because uh, I have to call with Steve Levy the Saints and Lions game in New Orleans on that Sunday. Okay. So what I'm going to do, as soon as I'm done with game day, uh-huh. I, I, I'm thinking we might be at the SEC championship game. Uh-huh. As soon as I'm done with there, flying to Charlotte. All right. And then on Sunday morning, I'm going to catch a 6 a.m. flight. Man. Down to Nolans. That's committed. Down to Nolans. And then I'm going to get off the plane, I'm going to rush to the hotel, and I'm going to go right to the stadium okay. and, get, and, and, and go ahead and call that game. I got to be in attendance for my Cardinals. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to be in attendance. Okay, we're going to break that down like this. A triple eight say ESPN, 888-729-3776. What's the one destination in the world you would love to go to and you don't need any advance notice? Triple eight say ESPN, 888-729-3776. For me, if you give me, hey, Freddie, you got four hours to get to Paris or you can't, or that's it. I'm on that plane to Paris. Let us know the one place in the world that you don't need advance notice. Somebody calls and says, get on that plane. You're going to go to that place right now, and you're on that plane. We want to know where that is. Harry's already said, I'm going to make that flight. I'm going to be there at 6 a.m. to go to New Orleans after my Cardinals take on my brother's Florida State Seminoles in the ACC Championship game. For me, someone called me on the phone right now and says, Paris or not go to work tomorrow, you guys won't see me on Tuesday. I'm heading to Paris. So let us know at 888-729-3776. The one place in the world that if somebody calls you right now, you're on that plane and you're going no matter who or what, we want to know now in the Dr. Pepper call in line. Now, when you get to Paris, make sure you go to a Moulin Rouge show. I had the opportunity to go to a Moulin Rouge show down in the red light district, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. me and my wife. Okay, your marriage survived? Oh, you, you had the missus with you, then never mind. Yeah, yeah, the missus with you me. You had the missus with, with me. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted to make sure we had things <laughs> cleared up. One place in the world, somebody calls you right now and says, be on the plane, we're going there, and you're going. And you don't, you got the best job ever, and you're not going to work the next day. 888-729-3776. You got a chance to be a part of Freddie Harry Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. And don't forget ESPN Nation. 
presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season or the brothers Douglas getting ready to fight each other in the ACC championship game without the delicious taste of ice cold Dr. Pepper. It is the one fans deserve. So we got to that thing, but we, now we need to get to the main. The main thing, the main thing. 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 The main thing. The main thing with Freddie and Harry. I don't encourage people losing their jobs. In these modern times, I'm not about that life, not trying to be about that life. Or somebody has a job that they probably should not have had in the first place, and that job's going to be taken away from them, at a certain point you got to say, it's about damn time. That brings us to the New York Jets saying, one more about damn time. They have benched Zach Wilson, not just because of yesterday, but they're doing it maybe for the rest of the season. Robert Saul, the head coach of the New York Jets, announcing not even an hour ago that Zach Wilson will be benched. He will not be in the starting lineup on Friday when they take on the Miami Dolphins. Any Jets fan out there right now is asking this question, Harry Douglas. Can we now finally be rid of Zach Wilson under center as a quarterback, whether it's a starter, backup, anything? as a Jets organizational member based on another decision benching Zach Wilson at the quarterback position? I think they should be if you're the Jets organization, right? I think Zach Wilson has had three years to prove Mm -hmm. that he can play at a high level in the National Football League, and he's failed to do so in year one, in year two. Now year three, when Aaron Rodgers got hurt on Monday Night Football opening night, right? right? So I think Zach Wilson has had ample opportunities to showcase his talents and show management in the front office, show the head coach Robert Soledad, you know what, I am fit for this job. I am fit for New York. But he has failed to do so. Now, on top of Zach Wilson failing, there's other things that has failed as well. We no understand doubt. the offensive line has been horrible. Seven mm-hmm. different starting offensive line combinations. Right. Uh, offense in, in entirety, yards per game, they're mm-hmm. the third lowest. Points per game, third lowest. Just terrible across the board. But let me tell you this, though, Freddie. I'm watching this game on Sunday, and I'm saying to myself, I hate watching bad football. Absolutely. And, and, and watching the Jets offensively, just put a bad taste in my mouth, and that was right after I had to watch the Steelers offensively, Ugh. right? So I, I threw up not once, but twice yesterday. <laughs> in your mouth, I, outside I your mouth. I threw up in my own damn mouth, and I had to spit it out eventually. Twice, oh. two, sep- two separate occasions because of the bad offenses I had to endure and watch right. with my eyes. Right. I, need, I, I needed glasses at some point because I was started getting migraines. <laughs> That's how terrible the Jets' offense have been. They haven't scored an offensive touchdown uh-huh. until last night since the the Giants game mm-hmm. that they won. And that was Brees Hall on a screen pass, I believe it was. Don't remind me. I, was, I remember watching that. You mentioned the New York Giants. They have a quarterback in Tommy DeVito who still lives with his mother and his father. Don't we talk about his mama? He made more plays in one quarter yesterday than I've seen Zach Wilson make in three years. He lived with his mama? Don't be talking about his mama when boy it comes still, to Tommy DeVito. Boy, still got the titty in his mouth. Hey, 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 let's not do that now. Let's not hey, go that direction. I, I call a spade a spade. Uh, either way. <laughs> bust, either bust way. <laughs> got to get off of it at some point. Stop. Either way, I saw that quarterback still living with his mom and dad, making more plays than Zach Wilson. And if you're the New York Jets, you can't have this guy in your organization next year. It's not about placating Aaron Rodgers. It's okay to admit you've made a mistake. It's okay to say that we overdrafted this dude. Full disclosure, I never wanted Zach Wilson to fail because I said, man, the Jets are taking a chance drafting this guy in the second pick in the draft back in 2021. I wanted everything possible so he could succeed. But at a certain point, you got to say as an organization, we have failed him 
and we have failed this organization. We can't keep this mistake in the building. And that's not trying to get rid of somebody, but sometimes you just got to move on. Zach Wilson needs a fresh start to go somewhere else where he can actually have a chance to maybe be a quarterback, whatever that's going to be, in the National Football League. But Joe Douglas, general manager, Robert Saw, the head coach, Woody Johnson, the owner, it's okay to say we messed this up. The San Francisco 49ers drafted the same guy in that draft in Trey Lance, and they kept trying to tell everybody, we believe in this guy. Then it got to a point and said, mm-mm-mm, mm-mm. They didn't keep that mistake in the building because they have Purdy. Brock Purdy, and they brought in another former Jet, Sam Darnold. The Jets cannot be that stubborn enough to say, we're keeping this mistake in the building because we're hoping and wishing that he can play. He has given you three years. Tommy DeVito looked better in one half than Zach Wilson has looked in three years. It is okay to admit, in the building, you've made a mistake and not keep said mistake in Zach Wilson in your building. And I'll be honest with you, Freddie, like that's the hardest thing for front offices to admit right we we i applaud the san francisco 49ers for being able to do it but that that's that's one of the things i think that across the board when it comes to sports period mm-hmm. that front offices struggle with admitting that they made a mistake but i think the sooner that you admit that you made that mistake the quicker that you move on from the mistake that you admit that you made i think the better off the organization will be moving forward now when it comes to zach wilson and if he's going to be on this team Next year, I think that should be an opportunity for someone else that could, could potentially, you know, play better football at the quarterback position to learn behind Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. Versus letting it be Zach Wilson because he's had the opportunities. And I understand, like, when you draft a guy second overall, man, you try to binge it. You try to binge, force him to be good. You give him chance after chance after chance. Look at Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's the number one overall pick. You tell me if this guy was drafted in the fifth round, he had a starting job, and he was playing the way he was doing. He wouldn't get opportunity after opportunity. Absolutely. But when you're drafted high in the first round like that, Teams are going to give you opportunity after opportunity. Now, I do believe that the Jets need to just move on, mm-hmm. and that's a spot moving forward in mm-hmm. the future that someone else could probably take advantage of once Aaron Rodgers is done playing football. Harry, Doug's Freddie coming together on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. This is how historically poor this offense is. It's not the fact they're starting Tim Boyle on Friday versus Miami because they're tied to Zach Wilson. He is ranked 30th out of 31 quarterbacks in total QBR. Six touchdowns, seven interceptions. Literally, I go back to the guy that you can't be talking about his mama when it comes to Tommy DeVito, Giants quarterback. He threw three touchdown passes yesterday in one game. In one game. In 60 minutes. He got half what Zach Wilson has had a chance to do pretty much all season long. You mentioned the seven different starting offensive line combinations. Not a lot of quarterbacks. Not any quarterback is going to be good behind that. But nine TDs in 10 games. They're 22.9% on third downs. They had the third lowest yards per game in the National Football League, barely past 270. They're averaging 15 points per game. In the last eight games, they're not even averaging 10 points a game. They're averaging barely 8.5. There's no reason to keep him as your starting quarterback. Guys don't get inspired playing with him. Guys don't want to play for a guy like that. It was proven last year. Mike White gets in there because, believe me, before Mike White got in there, people were like, man, what are the Jets doing? Harry, the minute Mike White went in there and he started making plays, the whole team was like, nah, 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 nah. Everybody's feeling better about themselves. Zach Wilson gets back in there. Mm-mm-mm-mm, wow. They had enough. They had enough last year. But yet, because they wanted to play kid Aaron Rodgers and they did not want to admit that they made a mistake, here we are once again, barely 12 months later, and they're benching him again. 
you cannot allow this guy to play quarterback for you ever again. Not just this year, but ever again if you're the New York Jets. I would also say when it comes to this Jets offense, Alan Lazard has been terrible this season. Mm-hmm. You talk about a guy yeah. who's a big-bodied wide receiver. You would think he would be able to make contested catches. Well, he had one target last night. That one target, he was contested. Have strong hands. Have strong forearms. Mm-hmm. Be strong. Attack the football. Snatch it out of the air. Give your quarterback an outlet. Also, yeah. Garrett Wilson. We know how phenomenal Garrett Wilson is. That nonsense is starting to rub off on him a little bit. Fumbling the football yeah. two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, you, you, they got Jack's going to have to figure this thing out, and, and I don't believe Zach Wilson is the answer for the foreseeable future, um, especially being a backup to Aaron Rodgers, but also when Aaron Rodgers is done playing football. Right. When it's time to transition into the next quarterback. I yeah. don't think Zach Wilson is that guy. And you mentioned protecting your quarterback. There's a team yesterday that did that. It was called the Cleveland Browns yep. with Dwayne Thompson Robinson. He even talked about that. After they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 13-10, to he leads them on that drive to get the game-winning field goal. He talked about how appreciative he was that my team did not fail me. They were not going to let me fail. You know, they believed in me. They trusted in me. I trusted my teammates. Uh, the biggest thing I was telling myself all game is just stay disciplined, take it one play at a time. Uh, there's times in that game where, you know, if it was week four, I would have forced it and we had a tip pick, another tip pick or whatever it was. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, it's going to be night and day when I get out there. I've been working my tail off, and uh, I'm just glad my teammates were there with me. That's what happens when you have an organization that believes and knows you can actually play. Because if he couldn't play, they would not have run him back out there as a starting quarterback when Deshaun Watts was lost for the season with a fractured shoulder. They would have taken that chance to P.J. Walker. The Browns looked and said, hey, we still believe. You know why? He's got something there. The Jesler Zach Wilson said, we hope something's there. <laughs> we yep. are praying that something is there. We are wishing that something is there. And each and every time they pull that genie out of the bottle, the genie gave the wish to somebody else. The Cleveland Browns told you exactly, New York Jets, how to make a quarterback in terms of believing in him, but knowing that he has something to give, not hoping that he has something to offer. Freddie, I give a lot of credit to head coach and offensive play caller Kevin Stefanski because Mm -hmm. I'm watching this game with my eyes, right? And I'm saying just about every pass play Mm -hmm. had to be 96% of their pass plays was the quick game. Right, yes. And when I say the quick game, okay. that's three-step drop by the quarterback. The ball's getting out of his hands quickly. Go back. I, I encourage everyone to go back and watch the film offensively for Cleveland. How many slants the Cleveland wide receivers and tight ends and company ran yesterday? They, they ran the quick game over and over and over and over again. And then Dorian Thompson-Robinson still had the confidence when it got to their last drive and was able to make plays, utilizing that quick game again right. and putting the football in the right proper position for his field goal kicker to kick the game with a field goal. So I have to give Kevin Stefanski a lot of credit for having that game plan, basically saying, you know what, we're not going to allow this young quarterback – to lose his foot, football game or put him in bad situations like he may have been against the Baltimore Ravens the first time he started. No doubt about right? that. They, that's, that's the, the importance of having a full week of knowing you're the starting quarterback and also Kevin Stefanski so you can nail down that game plan mm-hmm. to figure out, okay, what we're going to do off, offensively. But that Cleveland Browns defense, that's also having a lot of faith in your defense. Absolutely. And knowing that, hey, when it's time to go get them, Hit, stick, talk. Y'all know the word. Mm-hmm, yeah. We'll put it this way. Having faith in your defense and not letting down your defense. The gesture that continuously did a defense the last couple of seasons 
by running Zach Wilson out of there, but they're about to run him out, give him a one-way ticket, maybe out of town for good, as he's going to be benched on Friday when the Jets take on the Miami Dolphins and Tim Boyle gets the stop. If you had a chance to get a one-way ticket to go anywhere, someone calls you right now and says, I got a place you to go with me, don't worry about work tomorrow, what place are you going? Harry Ducks already said he's making that plane week and a half from now. He's got a game in New Orleans on Sunday, but his Louisville Cardinals are playing his brother's Florida State Seminoles, but he's not missing his game. What is one place that somebody says, hey, you and me, right now, we're out of here, you're going at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Sean in North Carolina, what is that destination, my friend? My destination would be with Harry Douglas right there in Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm a proud member or proud graduate from the University of Louisville, graduated from the Kent School of Social Work in 02. I'd be there in a heartbeat. Look at that, Harry. You got company already. That's what I'm talking about, Sean. tagging along. Sean, I'll be honest with you, man. If I was able to have a plus one, buddy, I would tell you to pack them bags and bring your ass. Come on to the ACC championship game with your boy. You're coming all the body parts of first of the show, aren't you? (laughs) Eric in Washington, someone calls you right now and says, hey, drop everything. What's that one destination you are dropping everything for and you're on your way there? Hey, I... I would, hey, this is Eric. I'm going to go to Australia, and I don't even care if I lose my job. I'm going to start over. What's so special about Australia? Going to see them kangaroos? Stop that. I don't know. Well, I already li- I've already lived in Hawaii. Okay. And then I want to shout out to my Rams. Thank you very much for beating Seattle Seahawks. I live in <laughs> hot go. country up here. There we go. And it's, it's been quiet today. Yeah, look at that. Eric not only saying, this is where I go and tell them Rams fans where they can go. Yeah. As a Rams fan, tell them Seahawks fans where they can go. I hear you. By the way, people don't realize it's not that Australia's on the outside of Earth. Australia is massive. It is. Yeah. Yep. Take Texas times eighty, and that's Australia as a continent. Australia is massive. I've never been there, but I see. I see. It might be just something I see on social media. There's mm-hmm. a lot of critters that can that can kill me in Australia. Critters are massive in Australia. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I'm like you yeah. know sleeping and then there's a venomous spider that one bite and I'm dead. You know? <laughs> that thing that's not a, that's not a spider. It's a tyrannosaurus rex down in Australia. I saw a video of a snake literally falling through someone's ceiling mm-hmm. in Australia. Yeah. Believe me, the outback is no joke. But it's beautiful country. From what I've heard, I have a couple of friends of mine that've been there. But that's a 14 and a half hour plane ride, man. You were literally on the other side of the world, but it's Man, a beautiful I'm, country. I'm used, I'm used to those long plane rides. That, yes, you are. You, you, you're like you're, going to Hong right, Kong. Right. You're, like, world, you're a world traveler when it it's comes like to like 17, that. 18 hours, so I'm accustomed to yeah, them. You are a world traveler. Will in Georgia, what's that one destination that somebody says, you and me, we're on our way and you're dropping everything. What is it and why? Hey, I give, I'm going to give you two real quick. Just because Jerry Jones is going to induct Jimmy into the ring of honor, the curse for Dallas is going to be broken. So when somebody tells me this year that we got Super Bowl tickets, get on the plane, let's go, I'm there. And then my other one is for uh, Florida State. Since I hear you got the Louisville people representing Florida State in the national championship this year, meaning Louisville will get rolled over. Oh, look at you. Because, because we're going to finish it for 13. Thank you. Appreciate y'all guys. Oh, you wait, You just wait a minute, Will. I'm in Georgia, too. As soon as the show over, I'm meeting you one-on-one. We got to duke yeah. it out. You better hope Will ain't 6'4", 255. My money's on Will. 
Hey, listen. Uh, hey, listen, nothing. <laughs> you ever heard of David and Goliath? I heard David and Goliath. <laughs> David had a stone. <laughs> a slingshot. And, and, accu- and accuracy. <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> yeah, what do you got? <laughs> Shout out to Will, man. Represent his Florida State Seminoles, man. Also from I've been, State I've been getting into it, Freddie. I've been getting into it with what's, a lot of people about this game coming wrong? up. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure your brother's team handles their business versus Florida in a rivalry game. You know how tricky those things can get playing well, a rivalry we, we game. We have on the one road. too versus Kentucky, Kentucky. But ours is at home. H O H Y B. Handle your business. That's so right. this way we can have that business together in Charlotte. One more from Greg in Kentucky. Greg, somebody calls you right now. Dude, the destination you always wanted to go to, we're out of here. We're leaving. What's that destination and why? I actually got the tickets. Uh, I'll be at the Louisville uh, Florida State game with Harry. Greg. That's what I'm talking about, Greg. Greg, Greg, we gotta have a Greg. We gotta have a shot together, man. We gotta give your information to our producer Shannon, and and, and I gotta find you, Greg, and we gotta take a shot together. There we go. I like the sound of that. ACC championship shot, and Louisville Louisville edition. And if anybody would know about potentially having a good shot of something from the state of Kentucky, I'm thinking to be Greg. One hundred (laughs) percent. I'm thinking that one hundred percent. Him. I even step out my boundaries. I drink some bourbon. Oh, you not you haven't drank bourbon before? Not a no, bourbon no, 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 no. I've drunk some bourbon before, but you know I'm a, I'm a tequila man. But yes, yeah. you know, I, for this, for mm-hmm. this here, the ACC championship game, me yeah. and Greg, we'll drink some bourbon. Okay, okay as it. we swerve into the suburban. Yeah, as many nights I spend in the bottle of tequila bottle, I do not need that putting hair back on my head anytime soon. I'm just leaving that whole <laughs> tequila thing as far as that goes. Keep weighing in. The one destination somebody calls you right now and you say, "Yep, we're gone." You're not worried about the job. You're not worried about your family. You're not worried about nothing. What would that destination be and why? Keep weighing in at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That allows you to take part in the Dr. Pepper call-in line on Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance. Say when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance, all you have to do is visit Progressive.com. Someone who said this about 49ers quarterback Purdy, Brock Purdy. I still need to see it. Still won't apologize, even though Brock has been the rock the last two games. We'll see if he has to see it next on Freddie oh. Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Yeah, see? Yeah. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. It is the Freddie and Harry Reggae Monday. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us. Presented by Progressive Insurance 
on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 8, and always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. So you heard the call from KNB on San Francisco. Oh, Purdy was more than Purdy when it comes to Brock Purdy, 49ers quarterback. Only the second quarterback since 1989 when Joe Montana did it to have a perfect passer rating, 21 to 25, 333 yards, three touchdowns, not one interception. The last two weeks, Purdy has been the rock. He's been the boss. 40 to 51, average of 314.5 passing yards, six touchdowns, no interceptions. He has been a boss the last two weeks. Yet someone who shall remain nameless, Devin Kane, one of our producers, still is not convinced about Purdy, or as I say, perfect Purdy, Brock Purdy, the last two weeks. I want him to succeed. What can I say? He's <laughs> oh, you good. do? Yeah, you sure you do? Good. He's looked good. I still need to see some more. Oh, Lord. He was perfect. You two need weeks, to see more. Two weeks. I mean, listen, he's beating up on bad teams right now. Two weeks, oh, two weeks from goodness. now, he's got, a, he's got a big game against the Eagles. Wait, there you go, gonna, moving the goalposts. Jacksonville wasn't a bad team last week. Moving the goalposts. they were. Oh, they made him play that way, but they're not a bad football team. They were 6-2 and two coming in to that football game. How can you look in the mirror and say something like that, Brother Dale? How? <laughs> How? You and the rest of people that, that during that three-game losing streak, mm. now we appreciate all calls. We love our listeners. But some of y'all called in talking noise about Purdy, Brock Purdy. <laughs> and see, what Brock Purdy has only done is made everyone hush day mouth. Silence. <laughs> I said silence, <laughs> punk. <laughs> Brock Purdy out there throwing that pill, doing everything that he He's supposed to do as a quarterback, right. anticipating from the pocket, uh, maneuvering the pocket, mm-hmm. keeping his eyes downfield. Mm-hmm. You talk about Brandon Ayuk, the guy who's been balling out this year. He's lying. lined up in the slot. You got man coverage. She throw the slot fade, and then you get down in the end zone for the first touchdown. They run a play called all cross. Ladies and gentlemen, I know it. Trust me. I used to run it when I was in Tennessee. Uh-huh. The same touchdown that the Buffalo Bills scored on with James Cook. Coming out of the backfield, you get man coverage again. He throws a perfect ball to Christian McCaffrey. Brock Purdy. Devo Samuel, three receptions, 63 yards. George Kittle, eight for 89 yards. Brandon Ayuk, five receptions, 156 yards and a touchdown. Brock Purdy, keep doing your thing. If you don't have no haters, Brock Purdy, that means you ain't popping. Well, put it keep this way. popping, yeah, Brock. We know he has plenty of haters in the Kane household when it comes to Devin Kane, our producer. But Brock Purdy, he's not all about worrying about proving people right. Or proving people wrong. It's about making sure that he keeps proving himself to the 49ers. I had to get back to, man, we got to go take it. We got to go earn it every single game. It doesn't matter who we're playing. It's the NFL. Anything can happen on any Sunday. And so that's like the chip that I was talking about. And so sort of getting back to that, you know, and improving myself every drive, every play that I can be the guy for this team, you know, and I have to earn it every single week at practice and meetings, whatever it may be. That's what happens when you are the last pick of a draft last year. And, you know, everybody who is somebody is going to do the yeah, but routine with you. I know he's playing well, but or when he's not playing well, see, 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 you guys are overrating that guy. You guys are giving him too much love. Brock Purdy hears everything. The San Francisco 49ers. They hear everything. Everything. If anything, that possibility is there. To, all right, you don't think we can do this with him? All right. Famous last words. They hear everything. They understand it. And Brock Purdy knows that could be the best motivating factor. You keep saying, I can't do it, and I keep overcoming it. If we keep winning, people get awfully, awfully quieter and quieter and quieter if they keep rolling like this like we've seen the last couple of weeks. Freddie, I love people that have – like confidence, right? And that's what Brock Purdy just told you right there. Hey, I got it. We got to go take it. 
We're not waiting for anybody to give us anything. We're going to take what we want. That's the mindset of someone that, you know, shows confidence right. on every level. Confidence as an individual. Confidence in that offense as a unit. Confident in the coach. Confident that they can go out there and do any and everything if they play up to the capabilities that they're supposed to play up to. Confidence. Everybody with the San Francisco 49ers right now, they have confidence. And it starts with who? The quarterback. Brock Purdy, even though he's in his second year, I don't care. They follow his lead. He has confidence. It matters. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. But I will say this, and I'm sure plenty of people in Cowboy land don't want to hear it, but Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy are in the same similar situation for different reasons. You always use the word when it comes to Dak Prescott, playoffs. You're like, Freddie, I've seen it all the way. I've seen this before. I know I'm going to see it again. It don't matter that you're doing this against anybody in the regular season. Second half against Philadelphia, the Los Angeles Rams, the Carolina Panthers. Harry is like, here's your cold water on top of that whole thing. But we've seen you not do it in the playoffs. We've seen you not be that rock in the playoffs. We haven't seen with Brock Purdy, and to, to be fair, to be honest, and also to be truthful, he got knocked out of that game in the NFC Championship game. And the week before, that Cowboys defense got after him. He made that one throw to George Kittle to make sure the Cowboys couldn't win that game. But that defense was able to throttle San Francisco 49ers, and he wasn't enough of a game in terms of quarterback to make those kind of plays. So that's why I put him and Dak Prescott right now in that same kind of category for obviously different reasons. Dak Prescott, because he's had all these playoff games, but has not had the success in a deep run that many believe, and I'm one of them, that he should have had. For Brock Purdy, the one chance he got, he got knocked out. We'll see exactly if he's at the full tilt boogie, if he can raise his game, raise his level, and have that 49ers team get to the Super Bowl. Now, see, I respectfully disagree. And here's why I respectfully disagree, because Brock Purdy in his first two playoff games, I thought showed that, number one, he belonged. In his first one versus Seattle, he threw for 332. In his second one versus the Dallas Cowboys, he was the better quarterback more so than than Dak Prescott was when those two guys went head-to-head. And when it came down to making a play, making a throw, he was able to do that. Now, the Philadelphia game, he got knocked out. I put that on Kyle Shanahan because you should never have a tight end trying to block the uh, the most uh, yeah. ferocious pass rusher in the National Football League last year. So I put that on Kyle. And I will say with Brock Purdy, we got to remember now, Dak is in what, year eight right now? Year eight, yes. Dak is in year eight. Brock Purdy hasn't even completed year two. Well, that's why I said for different reasons, but you want to see it in the playoffs. I know. Of course, yeah. because of San Francisco, the way their team Absolutely. is built, they're built to win right now. It's not, right. hey, we're building to potentially get to a, a certain spot in years prior. No, the roster that they do have mm-hmm. is win right now. Okay, so how much of that Devin Kane is what you want to see from Brock Purdy? Is, is that you want to see him be the dude we've seen the last couple of weeks, but do it in a one-and-done situation? Is that what you want to see more from Brock Purdy? Yes, I do, and, and, and we talked about it in here a little bit. Brand IU, Pro Bowler. Debo Samuel, Pro Bowler. George Kittle, Pro Bowler. Christian McCaffrey, Pro Bowler. Trent Williams, first ballot Hall of Famer. Like, he has the perfect situation. I'm not saying that to... Let's let's bring Brock Brock Purdy now. Let's bring Brock Purdy for the way John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan put the team. (laughs) Let's bring Brock Purdy for that. I'm not not blaming. It's a perfect (laughs) situation for him. But, like we saw when Debo Samuel was out, they lost three in a row. So, any sort of... Of one of those five Pro Bowlers are out, I would love Dev, to see to me. where he's listen, at. Listen to me, Dev. If you have two of your best players missing the game, how many teams are going to win 
or like you know what I'm saying if you have two of your best players two of the best players in the National Football League out on any team how many times are you think you're just going to win like that I agree let me ask you a question Harry we see Bryce Young the number one overall pick struggling this year if yeah. you put if, if you give Bryce Young if you put him on that team what does he look like in your opinion I don't know because he's not on that team Def I just think a lot of quarterbacks who are mm, or but, but, mediocre but, but would, di- would my, play better in that situation. But here, but here's my argument: we're we're punishing Brock Purdy for the rest of the 31 teams not drafting him. No, no. that's not Brock Purdy's fault. And, and where he's drafted is yeah. not his fault. And they didn't draft him six times. Again, this team. is exactly <laughs> this is the, like the conversation we had a few weeks ago. I'm not I'm not saying you guys say this because you didn't, mm-hmm. but the conversation we we're having Brock Purdy was the word elite. And then they yeah, wanted. I, didn't, yeah, I know you so didn't. didn't. I know, I know you guys didn't. But, but that, that was that. the narrative. Yeah, some people were saying and, that. And they lost three straight without one of those five Pro Bowlers on their team. Again, mm-hmm. I think he's a good quarterback, and I think he amplifies what they do. But at, you have to admit that's a great situation for a young quarterback. You have to admit it. it we're not denying that at all. But that word "elite" gets thrown around way too loosely. Yes, it people does. People were saying that last Sunday versus a certain guy named C.J. Stroud of Houston, Texas. Man, that guy is close to being an elite quarterback. Whoa, whoa, whoa! He's barely nine games into his NFL career. You can't call anybody elite. You can have an elite season, but that does not mean you're elite in your rookie year. That's just asinine for anybody to say that or to put that kind of word next to Brock Purdy when he was rolling right or C.J. Stroud last year. People get way too quick to either give a guy love or completely take that love away. Brock Purdy is no different than any quarterback that's gone through this in the NFL. You have a lot of success early, and they're ready to anoint you as the next great quarterback. The minute that you have a stumble here and there, and all of a sudden you're a bum and you're a ragamuffin, he's not going through anything that any other quarterback, great or not so great, has gone through in the National Football League. And I would say this, and I, I'm not blaming, not, not our show in particular, but I blame us, the media, because that's what we do. When, when, when a guy has a phenomenal six games or when a guy has a phenomenal one season, we're quick to say, you know what, that person is elite. Yeah. And, and it's just hard for me to do that. It's like, you know, when we were talking about Wimbenyama, like it's hard for me in one season to say that Wimbenyama is elite. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Or he's Absolutely. a, or he's a, um, a, a megastar, superstar. When I see a Giannis and I see a LeBron and I see a Steph Curry and I see a Kevin Durant, I see all these guys who've, who've had the history of doing it on a consistent level. I can't just say Wimbenyama is going to be that in one season and he only has one season. Yeah, not when LeBron's had 21 seasons in and he's still yep. playing like a top three player so far in the NBA even at that age. You always can join the conversation. You can do that at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six on the Dr. Pepper call them line or hit us up on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at H Douglas eighty three. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Why did Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh describe his team this way? It's like the Ted Lasso show. Find out why he said that, among other things next on ESPN radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. McCarthy would throw for the 13th time. It's intercepted by Maryland. That's only McCarthy's fourth interception of the year. This was a survive and advance kind of game here in Maryland. On this reggae Monday known as Freddie and Harry, he's Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80, and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So Michigan... They have been able to survive two games without their coach Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines. They're able to finally beat Maryland, and now they get ready for the Ohio State University playing 
in the shoe on Saturday at noon Eastern time. Jim Harbaugh won't be there again on Saturday, but he can be with his team during the week, part of the three-game suspension he's serving, courtesy of the Big Ten saying that it was a sportsmanship policy thing and an institutional thing. But then, today, speaking on that, getting ready for Ohio State, he compared how his team has been able to stand together with a certain show called Ted Lasso. It's like the Ted Lasso show. You know, um, believe. And what comes out of that is believe. And I'm just so proud. Just so proud of our team. Despite that noise, our locker room's in one piece. And, uh, you know, like Ted, for me, locker rooms, a lot like my mom's bathing suits. I like to see them in one piece. <laughs> yeah, corny as hell. Um, <laughs> very corny as hell. My gosh. Are you, now, let, are let, you surprised, though? No, I'm not surprised okay. at all. Carry and on. Listen, and listen, I will say this. I, I had a chance to be live and in person at the Michigan and Maryland game this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you this. The way I felt about Michigan two or three weeks ago not is anymore. not the way I feel about Michigan right now. Mm-hmm. The last two weeks, Michigan hasn't impressed me. And at one point, I thought they were one of the most complete teams in college football along with Georgia. I no longer think that. I think they have offensive line injuries. You know, the coach is not there. I don't think J.J. McCarthy is playing at a high level like he once was this mm-hmm. football season. Right. And I don't know if I'm picking them to win this game versus Ohio State. I, I, I really don't. And, and that's how much things have changed for me just viewing this football team the last two weeks right. versus where I thought they were previously. And I'm watching that game against Maryland. If it wasn't for uh, Talia Tungavaloa fumbling the football and it being returned for a touchdown and then a blocked punt that led to a safety and then Michigan went on and scored on that drive, Mm -hmm. if it wasn't for those two things happening, Mm -hmm. they would have lost this football game to Maryland. To me, they need Jim Harbaugh back on the sideline this game. They do. Based on what you just said. And that's not trying to give any kind of disrespect to Sharon Moore, who was placed in an impossible situation as an interim head coach. But there's only so much ratcheting up you can do to say we're playing for our coach. We're doing it for him. One game, one week, sure. Two weeks, okay. By the third week, your motivation should be beating your opponent. Not to prove people that you guys screwed our coach. You guys disrespected our coach. How dare you do that to our head coach? At a certain point, your mind and body says, okay, shouldn't we be in this to beat them? Whatever happened, the investigation is not finalized yet. The Big Ten laid down their judgment. It can't just be about that past a two-week period because now you're going to play a team that wants nothing better than to beat you. So all the other people can say, see, those cheaters, those bums couldn't get away with this. The motivation now for Michigan can't be about playing for their head coach. It's got to be about, man, if we don't win, guess what? We're not in the college football playoff. And yeah, we'll get our coach back, but at what price paradise if that's going to still be your motivation? Playing for your coach and not to beat your opponent so everything can be right to be a playoff team like Michigan firmly believes that they should be. Well, I would say this, and when I look at the two teams, Ohio State and Michigan, and I, and I see how Ohio State is performing versus what I've seen Michigan perform at the last two weeks – 
I'm looking at this game this weekend, and the score's 29-24. And Maryland had three possessions once they scored that touchdown to make it 29-24 mm-hmm. to try to go down and score a touchdown. But it was the right. self-inflicted wounds. It was one where they call a safety because of attention and grounding. And I don't know what the officials were looking at because <laughs> it was a wide receiver mm-hmm. in the area. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, they have some things they need to tighten up on. When before they play this game this weekend versus Ohio State, but because one thing I do know, Ohio State's going to be jacked up for this football game because they lost to this team the last two years. On top of it being the greatest rivalry in college football, they don't want to hear Michigan running their mouth like they've have been the last couple of years. It's one thing to lose the arrival, and believe me, before the last couple of years, Michigan only won one game in fifteen times versus the Ohio State University. So after they won that first game, they were feeling good. They won last year. They're feeling even better. If you're Ohio State, you're about to go into Michigan's building. You're about to go into the big house. You want to flip that script once again. This way you can shut those dudes up who have been running their mouth about, now we've turned this thing around and you guys aren't beating us ever again. This, to me, may be the most important game Ryan Day's ever coached as Ohio State. You lose three in a row to Michigan. Without Without Jim Harbaugh? Harbaugh? (laughs) Oh, man. I do not want to be in Columbus if that possibly happens. They might not let him on the plane. Well, uh, Greyhound. (laughs) Have have an Uber from Columbus to Ann Arbor. (laughs) Maybe that could be the case. We get you ready for Monday Night Football. Already we can start calling this a preseason, kind of pre-playoff season game of the year. But who needs to win more tonight between the Eagles and the Chiefs? We'll get to that next on Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.